All right. Good afternoon or good morning wherever you are, and welcome to Rockus Bacchus. Today's episode of Rockus Bacchus is a continuation of uh, Love Letters to Chief. And uh, the letters today will be written by one complete stranger or read by one complete stranger and a French guy. And one by me as well. I'm going to... I'm going to try real hard to say something nice about uh, Chief, guys, but uh, you want to introduce yourself first? I mean, I sh- my name is Sean. And you're a complete stranger. You don't know Chief at all. Negative. Can you say anything uh, nice about Chief? Um, other than I heard he had a hot wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> Definitely true. <laughs> Rumors do travel quick, you know. Yeah, yeah, they do. But you, So you can't think of anything nice to say about Chief? Uh, not off the top of my head. Well, there you go, folks. Even a complete stranger can't find anything nice to say about Chief. I'm trying to I'm trying to say uh, say something nice about Chief because I think I got a chance at his mom's phone number, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. And by the the French guy, what? Yeah. <laughs> Quoi? Quoi? <laughs> Kesky fuck? Uh, chief, Chief, Chief. I know. I think I met the guy once or twice, and uh, I was impressed. Yeah, I was a good lad. Yeah, likes to laugh. Likes women, likes whiskey. Yeah, I think he was a good guy. And what about his wife, Michelle? Oh, man, Michelle. Dream, dream. Say something slutty in French. Oh, I would like... That's not French. French. (laughs) (laughs) Ignore the voices in your head, Mario. Oh, say beau Anyway. Okay, well, all right. So, complete stranger, you want to uh, read one? Sure, I'd like to start off. Um, I met Larry in Petawawa when I was posted to two field ambulance in the summer of 1991. This was my through first military posting after language school and medic training out of Borden. Chief let me start by saying, what a career you had. I'm sure your family and friends are very proud of you as well. Larry, it is not without emotions that I'm writing this text. Placing my thoughts on paper was not the right thing to do after hearing the sad news. Maybe I'm getting softer with age. Nope. Nothing related to sex. <laughs> Famous quote from Tom Hanks' movie, Forrest Gump. Any guess? Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Or another saying like, life is like a blank canvas. You are the artists. Sound familiar? Reference to the first quote in my box of chocolate. There is one of those huge, fine chocolate squares. The square represents having met you at two field ambulance, along with many other fine individuals such as Clint, Tim, Randy, Steve K, Mad Dog, Mac, Bruno, Bucci, Danny, JC, Michelle, Nancy, Norm, Janet, Chris, Rob, Rick, Monique, Charlie, Riopel, Boucher, Cameron, Charbonneau, and let's not forget Pops, just to name a few. <laughs> got a better memory than I got. Yeah. That's a long list, yes. Yeah. Taking pictures for our photo albums was likely not at formal, forefront sorry, when we were young. Most of us were likely the guys and girls living and savoring every moment to its best. You were also a great English teacher. You thought me the word sharply. I said, <laughs> what? I thought to myself, maybe he likes my wits or something about being smart. To this day, I do just not know what you needed to find a sponsor and went as far as placing polka dots on your forehead. As you can see, my English vocabulary improved a lot. The days of yes, no, or toaster are long gone. 
On the second quote, life is like a blank canvas, and you're the artist. I can draw from memories many pleasurable moments such as campfires behind the house when you were renting near Petawawa River, the boat trip to William, sorry, Fort William across Otter River along with the Sea-Doo rides, the human cannonballs as you were steering your boat in a straight direction. We all lined up like a stick of jumpers on the back deck and were jumping off your boat while screaming out our lungs, Airborne! The four-day trip to Ottawa during Canada Day long weekend, we pitched our tents on someone else's lawn, maybe your sister. I can't exactly remember whose sister. You let me drive your motorcycle for a ride. Quite the trust on your part. I certainly appreciated the gesture. Going down the Petawawa River on tractor tubes with hockey helmets and a bunch of us rafting in Renfrew, etc. In closing, Monami, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to make fun of you a little. We only tease the ones we love. Thank you for those beautiful moments. They cannot be purchased. They will never be engraved. Sorry, they will forever be engraved in my heart. Knowing you, Larry, is a privilege. We had a toad and a frog of a time. Kind regards, signed, your friend, Steve Bedard. Well, thank you, random stranger. That's an excellent job. And may I say, you've got a voice that makes me question my heterosexuality. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm supposed to, to make of that one. Take it as a compliment. Oh, you haven't heard me yet, man. All right, Mario. Yeah, okay. This one, uh, new to Saigon Phil Ambulance back in 2004 or five. My first introduction to Chief and my fondest memories are all those crazy push-ups he likes to have his troops do. He inspired me. Is what a good leader should be. I carry his inspiration with me, and I often did push-ups with my troops while intru- instructing at the TC. Please send my sincere thoughts and know that Chief and his, uh, his family are in my prayers. Sincerely, it's from Master Corporal Erika Engelhart. Engelhart, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 31 Health Services Center, CFV, Orlin. That was nice, eh? Yeah, her, her rucksack, I think, probably was bigger than she was. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, what do we got there, random stranger? I got another one here for Chief. Uh, it's from a Rick Nolan. All right. And I'll start off. Uh, Chief, I have done a lot of writing in my days, and it's a skill that usually comes easy to me. But this has been a hard letter to pen. I started it several times, but stopped and erased it again and again, because it seems to slip away from the good memories into the somber future, which is not where I want this to end up. In the end, I thought about my own mortality and how I would want to be embraced and remembered. Honestly, when that time comes, I don't want tears shed over me, but rather I want those closest to me to celebrate whatever amount of joy and happiness I may have brought into their lives. So that is where I will start and finish. After four years driving tanks, I switched to the medical trade on the advice of the PSO as I attempted to remuster to SAR. I was on the original Super 3s and met a lot of badass combat arms guys who, like myself, were searching for something more fulfilling and challenging in their life and career. Less than a month after I completed a solid year of medical training, I found myself in Africa, elbows deep in one heck of a tour, surrounded by hundreds of medics from across Canada. I saw firsthand the skill, compassion, strength, knowledge, and endurance of these people and their ability to cope with levels of stress 
that the majority of Canadians cannot imagine. I walked away from that tour with not only a deep respect for the trade and those who chose to make it their livelihood, but also the instantaneous bonds that form in those environments and the way troops hold up the person next to them, no matter how hard they are struggling to stay on their feet themselves. Returning from that tour to Padawawa and starting a new life in a place with new people was disorienting to say the least. I had been very lucky to be assigned to Tim Ralph's section in Africa. So when I came back to Pet, I was naturally drawn to a circle of friends and their activities, both at work and socially. It was during these social gatherings that I was first introduced to you. While I don't remember the details of that initial setting, I do remember how friendly you were and how you made me feel at home and accepted. Your house on the river was the place to be on Friday night, and the antics were almost always hilarious. Through you, I met some of the best people I've ever known, and I am deeply grateful for that. I hesitate to name names because if I miss just one, it will be a disservice to them, and I would hate to do that. So instead, I'll try to remember some of my favorite events and memories that you were either a part of or would like to remember as well. The party in your backyard with a live band and kegs of beer. That was a biblical night. Three 2CMBG Ironmans that would I've never have considered doing except for the fact you airborne lunatics loved your PT. <laughs> Waist yep. deep in water, <laughs> lifting that boat off the sandbars to get a better fishing spot. Lining up along the top of the cabin of said boat and jumping off into the water at very high speed as someone yelled out, stand up, hook up, and you, and you know the rest. Hitting that water in a ball and skipping along the surface as your arms and legs were ripped off in all directions before... <laughs> Your beaten and battered body slowed enough to actually sink into the water. Then you swept around and collected everyone, and we would do it again. But I guess my all-time favorite was the parasailing. The jerry-rigged parachute hooked to a harness, hooked to the rope, hooked to the boat. I'd never been under canopy before that day and had no idea what to expect. You roared away from the beach, and I ran as fast as I could as the boy stretched out the silk to catch the air quicker. And then I was up and gone. What a ride. I immediately knew what drew you psychos to want to jump out of a perfectly serviceable <laughs> aircraft. We looped around for I don't know how long before you gave me the sign and you headed straight for the beach. The directions I had been given to de descent were as follows. As the boat heads for the beach, grab the cutaway rope that detaches your harness from the tow rope. When the boat turns hard away from the beach, pull the rope and slowly continue floating down towards the beach. Once you're close, pull the D-rings and slip out of the harness into the water. Simple, right? The boat cut hard left, and I pulled the rope off, and off goes the boat and the tow rope. I slowly float down towards the beach in the water. You are already, you are already circling around to collect me. I am looking straight down, and I think, well, this looks close enough, and I pull my D-rings. A few minutes later, I remember thinking, man, I've been falling a long time. <laughs> and then I hit the water flat feet first. Well, sweet Mary and baby Jesus in the manger, what a smack. <laughs> the boat came around and the boys pulled me in and Tim said, holy. F can I say that? You certainly oh, can. Yeah. We said, encourage profanity. <laughs> I thought you were dead. <laughs> Why did you cut away so early? I said, the water looked really close. He cracked up laughing and said, you're supposed to watch the treetops off in the distance to gauge your height relative to the ground. I said, thanks, I'll remember that 
when I can walk again. <laughs> as painful as it was, it still wasn't as bad as Luke on the next run. He had the cutaway rope wrapped around his index finger when he pulled it. The rope pulled away with the boat and instantly burned through the skin and meat of that poor little finger. My feet didn't feel so bad after that. But I guess each and every part party was in itself a great time and a great memory. But what really stands out to me today was the boats or parties reading too fast here, sorry. But I guess each and every party in itself was a great time and a great memory. But what really stands out to me today wasn't the boats or parties or, or endless beer. It was the laughing and the unspoken love. If you have ever never had a place that you could go to any time you wanted and could just walk in and welcome and be accepted, well, you've missed out on a big piece of life. It didn't matter what time or day it was. You walked through your door and plopped down on the couch and you were family. And for that, I will be extremely grateful. My last night in pet before leaving Ontario to go off to university, you were the last to say goodbye. You walked me to the car, gave me a huge hug and said, do what you got to do and be happy doing it. We will miss you, brother. I was pretty choked up that night and I knew whatever life had in store for me would never be the same as that. My life has not been without some difficulty, struggles, and silent suffering, much like many of our brothers and sisters. But today I'm walking a healthy road to strong recovery, and I can see clearly who I was, where I was, where I am headed, and who I am now. We could all write books, and each one would be completely different and exactly the same simultaneously. <laughs> I know you know what I mean, Chief. As I grow older and wiser and better, I can look back on my life, my family, and friends, and I know who and what is important and who and what was meaningless. Your friendship has impacted me deeply, and I hope one day someone looks back and thinks of me as highly as I think of you. I love you, my brother, and I always will. Rick Nolan. <laughs> well said, Rick. Letter. That was good a good letter. one. Definitely a good one. <laughs> random French guy? Well, not so random. Okay. Hey, life is like a book with a series of chapter. It's chapter can have a story to tell but throughout the book there is always an underlying main storyline the chapters of an individual life are similar in that we have people come in and out some play a significant role while others are but byline chief has been one of the main characters for almost my entire adult life like most military friends, we are, haven't kept in touch, but regardless of the amount of time we spent apart, we always picked up right where we left off. I can lay claim to giving Chief his nickname on a summer night in Petawawa while we were trying to make our ways to Sassy's by way of a shortcut through the woods. There may have been some alcohol involved. I have some memories of our housemates on Park Drive, stories that have taken on a life of their own. Most are based in truth, and some can actually be told in public. The time Clint and I blew up a barbecue in our backyard and set the tree beside the house on fire, Chief ran out barefoot and discovered the wild coals on the grounds were a bit out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wrestling matches. Chief Murph and I against Clint. I don't think we ever beat him. 
drinking on the mo on the boat and trying up in Chalk River only to wake up because it was raining and kids were staring at us while they fish. Jumping out the back of a bowl while it was moving fast. Driving to Dryden to build a trailer is setting a moderate to large size fire. <laughs> Racing MLVW, that's a good one, on Brown's Airfield in Petawa and getting those beats up on three wheels right in front of the seal. Wow. <laughs> Hitting nine home runs in a row against an increasingly demoralized two-service battalion in base softball. Yeah, they were not that good. No, they weren't. No. <laughs> <laughs> There are some sobering memories, memories as well. Mur Murph's funeral, the most of all. Michel, Cassandra, and Cameron, know that your husband and father is a good and a respected man that has influenced countless people, but he, but he always weighs the most animated when he speaks of you. Summarizing a friendship is the purview of poets and ph philosophers. I am neither of these, and I find the word lacking to adequately describe the bond that I feel with chief. They are there are a precious <laughs> few people in life that have a lasting impact, and in our line of work, we have to ensure that the orbit we end up in includes those that mean the most to us. Life is short and precious. I love you, brother. And it's uh, from Tim Ralph. Yeah, outstanding. Well said, Tim. Yeah. Tim didn't mention, uh, we've all agreed that M Michelle is quite doable and uh, hot, but uh, what we didn't mention is she's a shitty driver. She, <laughs> she, ran, she ran that boat uh, onto a sandbar, Um, she dumped the chief's motorcycle, cracked up his uh, windshield, or not windshield, his, his side mirror. She put a ding in the Porsche. Uh, I think she put a ding in the truck, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think she's put a couple so of things in the truck. That's his wife? That's his wife, yeah. Oh, the, the one that, voulez-vous coucher avec? Steady, buddy. I'm the one that's going to console the widow, oh, <laughs> not yeah. you. Don't be pulling your French charms now. <laughs> All right, you got another one there, Buds? Uh, Did we read them all? That's it. That's her. The two letters. You got a, any other ones there? Yeah, I got a, yeah, one more here. All right. Okay. Let's start. Chief, learning in recent days of what you and your family are going through was extremely hard to stomach for me. I remember doing push-ups at field ambulance in the Medcoy Bay with you and the rest of the troops like it was yesterday. There is no doubt that at the time, pumping 20 in order to be eligible for lunch break was a pain in the freaking ass, but it was serving a purpose. I only started appreciating that later in my career when I inherited leadership position. The loot in the profession of arm becomes stronger when it's acquired through sweat and pain. Oh, that's true. Sharing our ships and not using rank, title, or position to be authoritative, but rather lead by example, 
is what best describes your influence on others during your years in uniform. Your charismatic personality, your energy. I swear, you always add gas at morning PT. <laughs> and, what, and that was even <laughs> before Red Bull was around. Like many other young corporals in the platoon at the time, you looked up to you wanting to be better, and I think the majority of us did. Unfortunately, I didn't stay in Medcoy long. I was shipped to one OCR UMS to work for Steve. Guess what? The push-ups weren't over. <laughs> Perhaps I was also introduced to a man-made chain of bar. Good time. I don't think he enjoyed that quite as much as he said no, he did. Eh? No. <laughs> We crossed paths after that when I was uh, posted to 31 CFH Service C in Borden. You were... CSM next door at the training center. You carried that contagious smile to that new job, even though everyone in that building was secretly a little bit miserable. <laughs> We exchanged pleasantry in the hallways when I came over as incremental staff for the odd course, and you always made time to reminisce with me about the good old Petawar days, even though your plate was probably full and you had a million other things to do. I last saw you a few summer ago in Pembroke. I was leaving the tractor supply store and you were coming in. You were up for a few days to fix a couple of things with your rental units. You were run serving in a war and had recently retired, living the good life with your family. I remember you were still in marathon shape as you were just waiting on the sideline for the coach to put you back in. Life works in mysterious ways, chum, and I wish you all the best in the coming weeks, months, year. Thank you for being who you are. I wish I had more mentors like you in the military journey. Rendezvous with Destiny Brother, Master Warrant Officer Eric Dion. Excellent. You got any other ones, Mario? No, that's it. Random French guy. Uh, random French guy. Random stranger. <laughs> uh, not a problem. Oh uh, yeah. I got the last one, I guess. No, I got one more. You got one more? Yeah, yeah. That's from Eureka. No, I did this. You one. did that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, one of me. All right. Okay, so this last one is from Chris and Iola Ingersoll. Dear Larry, Chief, Michelle and family. I would start this short note with a quote. Now I know in part then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. I remember when I first met you, Chief, after I had met Michelle at the dental clinic in Petawawa. It was the day you proposed to Michelle after you had ridden a white steed to the clinic. You arrived dressed as a knight in shining air armor. I could tell right then that Michelle was going to have a wild, wonderful ride with you. I am sure that you know that you are loved, that you have loved, and that your love will remain as it does long after we leave this mortal coil. That is to leave the troubles of daily life and the strife and suffering of the world. I know that this is one thing that we can leave behind that goes on after we leave. Love, the greatest gift in the world. I'm sure that your children will realize that they have been given something that everyone strives for, that it is to be loved. I am also sure both you and Michelle have told them over and over how much they are loved. They have been in that 
they have been seen that in you both as you led and taught them about life a little bit at a time in your family. When we all look back at our lives, no matter how long we live, we want to be able to see that we have made an impact somehow on this earth. I'm sure that you realize now that you have done just that. Your life has touched many and in many ways. I have listened to a few of the excellent letters that Steve has read from your friends. What a fitting way to go knowing that love has been so prominent in your life and how you lived it. You have, you have been your own person, which is not as often as one would hope to be, to see. My wife Viola and I send our respect and love to you at this difficult time. May you know peace and comfort till we meet again beyond that shore where love reigns. Chris and Iola Ingersoll, born officer, retired. Mm. Thanks, Chris. That was a good one. Nice letter, yes. Very so, nice. yeah. we leave the last words to you guys. We'll start with Mario. Got anything to say? About <laughs> Chief? <laughs> About no, like I said, uh, I really got to know the guy. But I think I missed something when uh, I heard all those testimonies. Uh, but I remember, you know, just meeting him through you, you know, like, like parties. And I remember the first time I said, I said, what energy that guy, man. He's like, you know, a superpower, man. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he is. man. It was interesting to hear him, you no know, joking and things like that. That's what I remember for him. You remember him running across Airborne Parade Square after he'd got his hair transplants and had the big yeah, bloody white yeah, turban? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I remember his hair. His hair was... Yeah, yeah. I remember that. He was uh, he went, He went. was going bald awfully young. Yeah. The complete stranger doesn't know this, Chief, so we're going to explain it to him. So he uh, was going bald at a rather young age, and he was quite vain about his hair, more so than I was. And uh, so as he was going bald, probably 24 years old, I guess. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Young, really young early. Guy, yeah. Usually between your 20s and 30s, they say you'll lose all your hair. If you keep your hair after 30, you're going to have hair. Well, there's more more on that, actually. Those numbers are slightly off. Being a bald guy like you. I lost mine at about <laughs> 24, 26 as well. Yeah, mine I noticed when I was about 28, 29. I started to go. <laughs> that was a trip back from Jamaica. But anyways, back to Chief. He was... Uh, he went and got a hair transplant. Now, the hair transplant ended up looking like bad golf divots replaced on a golf course. <laughs> they were, Literally the plugs. Yeah. yeah. So what he had to do, so he continued to look as good as Chief ever looks, is sh- shave his hand, or shave his head. And uh, I turned that off too. <laughs> so he had to shave his head continually. And uh, so it's sort of... Um, the song's kind of apropos though. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Sweet child. Okay. Anyway, so he got uh, transplants early, and uh, he was late for parade. We were having a airborne regiment used to have a parade every morning, and uh, chief was late for parade. So instead of hiding out at the UMS Unit Medical Station, he came out on parade late, and he had this big white bandage around his head that looked like a turban, and it was all blood stained. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the sergeant major was McArdle, and he just lost his shit completely. It was it was epic. The the combination of profanities and the linking them together made made me long to be a sergeant major to hope that I have that talent that he had. It was it was, <laughs> it was incredible. All right, there, random stranger. What do you got to say? Well, um, I haven't never had the opportunity and the uh, pleasure to meet Chief. Um, but from the, the letters and et cetera that we've been reading and from hearing uh, more about the man from yourselves, um, I can already tell that this man was definitely um, 
respected and uh, cared for by uh, via his fellow uh, officers and men. Um, he led by example, which is the true definition of any leader uh, from a civilian sense of things, uh, from my perspective. And I mean, that's the, the most you can ever ask for from a, a character um, and shows testament to his character that he obviously touched this many people that they're willing to go, um, you know, above and beyond again um, to write letters, to, to, to share their love for the man, um, their respect. And um, if that isn't testament to a man's character, I don't know what is. Oh, that's pretty that's good. That. <laughs> I, well, I, I don't know I what speak, else. I always speak from the heart. That's you know, the random stranger. That's my guy. That's my thing. You're not. Uh, you're not saying that just because I paid you and offered you to have a shower before we threw you out. Uh, no, and uh, also that uh, mentions of, of uh, his misses and saying how hot she was, and that there may be certain things about with that as well. Those aren't on the table. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm the lowly guy down the down the third mic stand here so <laughs> all right chief michelle um and family i don't know if that's the last of letters to chief or not but that's the last that i've gotten so we'll run with that uh it's been a pleasure reading these out i've enjoyed doing it quite a bit um i hope you've also enjoyed listening to it and on that note we'll sign out dramatic dramatic music yeah. Can you hear that all right? Oh yeah. Uh, it's a great piece it's of music. Great music. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna try to say something nice to Chief later on. I should I, sh- I should work on it a bit. So at the m- the moment we'll just thank you guys for showing up on Rockets Bacchus and uh, yeah, reading the letters. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, thanks for being had. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to the Ahos, have a good one. We'll be talking to you again. Love you guys. And we'll sign out with this slowly fading music. Do, 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 do. You guys know that piece? Oh, yes. Yeah. Valkyrie Ryan. Yeah. Die Valkyrie. Apocalypse now. Yeah. <laughs>